Hey there, I'm your host Kiju, and this is the Kokoro Garden Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Table and Base Podcast. My name is Kiju, and I'm going to be talking to you today about scheduling seed starting. Now, scheduling, as we know, is a really important part of being a successful flower farmer. Planting in successions is important so that you don't, you know, have all your flowers all at one time and to ensure that you plant things on time so that they bloom in appropriate times of the season. This is more of an art form than it is a science necessarily, but there are some guidelines that I use to kind of help myself out that I'm going to share with you today. So as far as making sure that you time things correctly, it's important to know the day to maturity or uh, estimated bloom time for each species. So they range anywhere from 55 to, well, 365 for the most part. Um, The majority of species fall in there around the 60 to 90 day range. And the important thing to remember with these is to not get too bogged down in the actual number of days, since the number of days is meant to be growing during the high part of the season in the summer when light is full, heat is full. When you get to the tail ends of either spring or fall, it can kind of throw off your numbers a little bit because it can actually add on a week or two to your estimated day to maturity. So with that in mind, the good way to estimate with these numbers is to think of it in multiples of 30 days. So 30 days obviously being a month, if you have something like Procut sunflowers that are due in 55 days, I split that into basically two months and make my estimations based on that. So if a Procut sunflower takes about two months of frost-free growing time to grow out, then if your last frost date is April 15th like us, then you would expect to have your first crop of sunflowers June 15th. Same thing goes if you have something longer, such as Celosia. So, uh, Pampas Moon Celosia takes about 90 days to mature. That would be about three months. So, frost free from April 15th would be July 15th, would be the first crop. It's also helpful to think about things in terms of the entire year. So, 120 days for Snapdragons may seem like it's a decent amount of time, but It's important to remember 120 days is approximately one-third of the year. So, always keep that in mind as far as being able to gauge how long of a time you're going to need in order to grow out your flowers. Uh, For some reason, thinking, realizing that uh, Snapdragon is going to take basically 30% of the year to grow out, it makes me realize I need to start my Snapdragons earlier. (laughs) So same thing also goes as far as the growing season. So here in Albuquerque, we have about 200 days. I'm thinking about something in proportion to the season that you have, the growing season that you have is important because it'll help you to gauge how many successions you'll be able to get in as well as is it worth it to grow this item or not. So take, for example, um, Lysianthus, we would estimate it's about 120 days from seed to bloom. And if we only have uh, 200 growing days, and for a lot of people that's going to be less, uh, you might be hard-pressed to get even just one sowing of 
Lysiath is in, much less attempting for two. Now, on the other hand, with a Procut Sunflower that's, you know, shorter of 55 days, you'll be able to get three successions in. And so that really kind of helps you to estimate and to calculate out how many successions you should have. So, and again, this is an art form because you may be living in the Pacific Northwest where it may be cloudy a lot of the days. And because of that, your sunflowers may take longer. So you may need to add on, you know, one or two or even three weeks to your successional plantings. Whereas here in the sunny New Mexican Southwest, we don't have to worry about that as much. So our succession plantings are usually a little bit more accurate. So I hope that helps as far as thinking about scheduling planting and succession planting. Uh, the one other tip that I wanted to add is also that for us it works easiest if we work in increments of about 15 days or two weeks. So we know that every two weeks or every 15 days we're able to sow and then every two weeks transplant out. And this is kind of a magic time as well because with something like sunflowers you don't want to let them sit too long if you're transplanting. So we know that we consistently on the 1st, 15th, and 30th of every month are able to schedule so that we know that things aren't sitting too long and that we're also not putting things off for too long either. As opposed to doing this, you know, every single day, which is what I used to do, I used to have an Excel spreadsheet and a calendar that would mark, you know, what species are supposed to be sown today, what species are supposed to be transplanted out today. You instead are going to have a rhythm, a kind of recurring event that's going to really kind of help to keep you on track, but also not be too hard to remember. So at any rate, uh, it's been a pleasure having another episode here. And if you're interested in learning more about this, uh, feel free to visit us on tableandvase.com. Uh, again, this is a part of the premium content available on the members only page. Uh, it's a monthly subscription that is a very uh, affordable cost. If you would like to join and have access to all the material, uh, check out the webpage here. Until next time, folks, uh, keep planting and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me here today. If you're interested in learning more about flower farming or gardening or just growing in general, check out my website at www.thekokorogarden.com. That's T-H-E-K-O-K-O-G-A-R-D-E-N.com.